Here's a place where all of us can be safe. Our stories of transformation can be safe, and all the things we want to research are safe here. This is Safe Space with Cheyenne. I'm really excited you're here, and I hope you stick around for a while, because I've got a lot to show you before I leave Earth. I love you guys. We came back down on a beach, but it's not the inhabited one. It's a really slim Caribbean, really long sandbar on the side on the right. All the water is over out on the left. There's even smaller islands that you can, looks like you can swim to. And I'm running to catch up with my friends that are running on the sandbar ahead of me. That's like They have the wind connected to them, and they can run along the beach, but then they can catch the wind, and it moves them further. after your friends. Yeah, there's an orange shirt and a black shirt. Like 20 feet ahead of me. We're running. It's like I have the camera Recording in progress. And the sun is like right there on the left, right up above all the islands. And you can run in and out of the water. But it's not inhabited like the first beach. Sounds beautiful. What are you doing there? Just running along the side of the ocean. Laughing. So much joy. So much gratitude for the area that we're on. This is just what we do. Does your body feel male or female? I think I'm a boy. Do you feel young or old? Mm -hmm. 
I feel like a younger sibling. I think those are my siblings up there. I have such a youthful, joyous laugh. And I just keep saying, come on, come on. But it's all playful. I keep seeing them jumping into the wind and like grabbing them and helping them just like jump a little higher, fly a little bit, even though they're not necessarily flying. You can hear, you can hear the ocean come in and like the wind speaks to them. Like we're playing with all the elements. It really is beautiful. I don't even run out of breath. It's like the happiness is the fuel. And the beach just keeps going on. Sounds fun and exciting. How many are there with you? They look like older brothers. Can you describe what they look like? They're Jamaican. Their hair is short though. They look like they're close in age. I'm younger. I'm the one that they're like showing the way. They're a lot bigger than me too. I would say they're in their early to mid twenties. I'm still almost like a late teenager. You can still see their like sibling, sibling bond. Like they've experienced more together, but then they still come back. To like grab me, like come on, youngin, keep up. And they're really funny. It's almost comparable to the twins on Harry Potter. Like always, 
talking to the younger brother and they've already been through all of these moments that they're showing me how to walk through. So they show me how to catch the wind and how to have fun and how to listen to the mother. So you can feel it in your feet. How does it feel in your feet? A, a connection that they're able to tap into almost like we've lost the air with the cement barriers but here where it's untouched it's alive and every time you run and your left foot touches and your right foot touches you just get like a jolt of energy that propels you to the next step and the next step and it it elevates you energetically and then it's so joyful and then as soon as you catch the joy, you're just so grateful that you see and experience it. That's the best part is every time you question it, it comes back and reminds you that like I'm here. It's nurturing and it's just so loving and it's expressed through the elements and then the guiding of the siblings because they get it and you're just starting to get it they're always laughing when they give advice because they remember being in my shoes and thinking too logically and they just keep saying you have to let go she's our mother the island is our mother she takes care of us she feeds us, she shelters us, and she guides us all. And then they take the knowledge that they've accepted from the mother. 
and they pass it down. And then when they see me hesitate, <laughs> they just laugh and reassure me that we've all been there. It comes with time and practice and openness and love. And they're pointing, they're pointing at their heart. And saying it's there. If you keep that open, you receive. And then we get to play with the elements. It's not... It's not about running on the beach and just playing for fun. This is playing with the mother. And... This is connecting back with her and building a relationship with her and acknowledging her. So the more that you believe, the higher the wind takes you and the more trust you have in the wind that it won't let you fall. And if your ego comes in to scare you even though it thinks it's protecting you the mother will give you a soft place to land to remind you she's always got you it's a training of faith and a connection to the all but it's the nurturing of the mother they're showing because that's what's missing today. Very good. Can you go to where you live? It's time to eat. So on our way home, We follow the path of the beach and we're going to take a route that goes under the forest so we can pick off of our <laughs> our natural buffet that mother provides. Mangoes are my favorite. But there's bananas here that you can't get anywhere else. And I like mangoes and bananas. And I scarf them down like I haven't eaten in days as we walk home.
We're walking with all the fruit and we don't have to we don't have to grab a bunch at once like it's all in the jungle that we walk through but there's a clear path that we're not the only ones that walk it so you finish your mango put the waste in a place away from the path move up further if you want a banana we have to work on getting the bananas more because they're higher but they know how to climb when we eat the whole way home and we come to the opening of the village and it looks like we've made all of our houses out of anything that we can find third world huts this is what it would look like to the outside world but to us again the mother provided so it's a safe sanctuary for all there's a road in the middle for cars there's people selling stuff out on the streets people sitting and conversing the fastest thing is the cars but the people are all interacting no water lines minimal power lines my clothes were not made here they were imported donated the huts don't have doors you don't have to worry about anybody here we're all family we all take care of each other there's no fear everyone's so happy it's hot as hot as it would be on a day on the island but it just charges us what little chores we have it's just a part of the day it's nothing nothing we don't like to do we find fun and enjoyment in everything the minimal, minimal amount of communication you can get out is based on 
who in the village decided to get a cell phone, decided to connect to technology, but we don't have that. But we see that it's out there. My mother taught us that it's a disconnection from the mother. There's curiosity in all new things. But she likes passing down what the family has taught her and onto us. They train us to be protectors, protectors of our home, of the women, of the children, and of Mother Earth in general. And she believes by keeping the technology away that she's preserving what's being passed down. So when we work, we work hard, but we listen. When she makes the food, we know how to make the food, even as men. When we work, she teaches us how to work what she would say a typical man role would be. You'll be strong, but you'll know how to listen. You'll know how to nurture. And you'll always be connected to the heart of the mother. If you are balanced in your roles and you do not sway to one side or the other, like the world tells you it must be. She teaches us about all the herbs. And when we forage, we give thanks. And we, we take time. And we put our hands to the ground. And we feel the plant. And it always goes back to thanking the mother. She reminds us we could not do it without the sun, which is where the masculine comes in. But without the mother, the man has nothing to grow. that scene and let's move forward to an important day.
a day that you consider to be important when something is happening. We have now moved forward to an important day. What is happening? What do you see? There's so many possibilities of importance. For this life? Yes. It takes me graduation that I experienced in eighth grade. It circles my best friend and I are about to sing a song. To everybody. She wrote it for the day. Asked me to harmonize with her and sing the other chords. The other verse. I remember being so terrified. But knowing I wanted to sing so bad. And our voices went together so well. It was easy to feel safe to perform with her. The song's playing, maybe to watch the performance again. I remember I did great when we would harmonize together. And then when it came from my voice, I was really shaky. Because I couldn't believe I was hearing my voice so amplified. I definitely knew that I had it in me to hit the notes right. It was still so surprising to hear my voice. And see so many people out there. Very good. 
Now let's drift away from that life. We are drifting and floating away from that life, leaving her there to continue on her own journey. She will find peace. She will find what she is supposed to find. We're leaving her there to continue on her own journey. She will find peace. She will find what she is supposed to find. We're leaving her there to continue on her own path. Now I want all of the consciousness and personality of Cheyenne to once again return to the body and fully integrate back into the body. May I speak to Cheyenne subconscious, please? Yes. I have permission to speak to Cheyenne subconscious. You have permission. I respect the power of the subconscious because I know the subconscious takes care of Cheyenne's body and does a very good job of it. I also know that the subconscious has the records of everything that has ever happened to Cheyenne in this lifetime and all the other lifetimes she has ever lived. So I respect the power of the subconscious and I always ask for permission to speak to it and ask questions. Do I have permission to ask questions? Yes. I know the subconscious could have brought forth many different lifetimes for Cheyenne to see today. You chose to bring forward this life for her to see. Why did you pick that lifetime? She arrived at Jamaica for a honeymoon. She visited once when she was a kid. Ocho Rios. It impacted her life deeply at that time. It was planting seeds of remembering. Showing her Where she lived wasn't everything. It stayed with her. And she was asked to pick a place to go to celebrate her recent nuptials. She immediately knew she wanted to go back there. She'd been trying to go back there for years and didn't know how to safely arise as a woman in this life. Traveling so far, you have to have protection. When she arrived, I said, welcome home. 
And when she felt that resonance in her body, she started seeing with the eyes of remembering. And things looked familiar to her that she had never seen in this incarnation. But it felt like home. So she was able to feel safe to explore. And when the feminine is safe, she opens up. And then they opened up to her started asking questions, making observations, planting seeds for her later evolution down the road. All divinely orchestrated, but made to look like a 3D path. And like it was chosen for tourism, but she was supposed to go there. She was supposed to have time to connect back and relieve herself from all the things that have been holding her back and just connect and remember everyone she met was so open there was no barrier it was just souls talking and connecting, sharing all of the knowledge that we're afraid to ask for where we're from. But there we were, we were one. We thought if she went up the mountain that she would be able to eat the fruit that she used to eat in another life. And it would make her feel like home. And it would remind her that she's more than this incarnation that she exists in today. The further she went up the mountain the neighborhoods looked familiar. She didn't understand since she'd never been there. The kids in the orphanage, they got to her the most. She wanted to stay with them.
when she got to the top. She was greeted by Bob Marley's family who ran the compound at the top. And they told them how they live, how they connect, how the music of Bob rang down the mountain and was able to go all over the world. And they just kept saying, it's one love. That's the secret. It's all one. And then they would stop in the forest and they would grab us fruit from the trees. And they would make us food from the trees. And it was safe to eat. And we learned of the histories of the takeovers of the island and the cultures that were allowed to blend freely. And even though there was war, there was always war with humans. Such a simple tactic for takeovers. They said war does not show strength. But when they leave, the communities come back together and they build stronger. They bury their dead. In the culture that's left, they blend into the island and they become stronger. They loved Bob because he was able to articulate the truth. And it came to him because he was open enough to receive. And that was his mission. That's what he came here for. To spread that love. And spread that message. In all of his songs, They came from the bed that he laid on and looked out the window and saw the three little birds, the rock he sat on and laid his head on, reminding of the connection of the earth. After he was gone, the darkness wasn't allowed to take over his message. 
The lyrics could not be corrupted. They had already found their way into everyone's heart. And no matter where you were, what you look like, what you thought you believed, the lyrics were able to bust through all the barriers. Reminding all of us, it's one love. And coming together in unity, no matter where you're from, was the key. But he knew music was the way. No matter what. That's what she was supposed to see. And she did. She cried a lot. On that trip. Just absolute gratitude. For understanding and being open to receive all the messages of the island and to find a place that actually felt like home. She didn't want to leave, but that's not where she was supposed to stay. And she can always go back. It'll always be a part. But there's a lot to do. That's why her memory is so important. It keeps her going. We take her to places that will propel her through the dark times and she visits Jamaica often in her mind and she always goes back to the top of the mountain and gives thanks on the same rock that he sat They both wondered the same things in their hometowns. Wondered how to get out. Wanted to see more than they were raised in. And he's a reminder that music is the key. And it's possible, no matter where you are, it's the love that guides you. If you don't follow your heart, 
they'll take you and they'll use you for the wrong things but if you follow your heart you can't go wrong speaking of music she asked what stops her from singing The moment she stopped, or the events that led to it. There's so many answers. What led up to her to stop singing? Everyone told her how to sing. She would be in her room finding her voice, understanding the pitch, connecting with what her voice was on its own. And she loved it. She played piano. She wrote songs. She loved it. She went to go play music with others because she thought they loved it like her. they would always tell her to sing like someone else don't do it that way people don't want to hear it like that this is how people want to hear music and it went against her intuition of how she heard the music in her head So many traumas to her voice. A lot of people that loved her didn't know they were hurting her. Like all pure things, they can become diluted. Music is the thing she kept closest to her heart. And she saw what it did to all the people that wanted to go out and live it. The industries, how people were changed over time how they too lost their voice even though it looked like they were still singing she didn't want to be taken so she started protecting herself 
And she protected herself first. By the ones closest to her. She sang once. With the voice she likes singing with. And after she had done that, at the time, she didn't feel a reason to do it anymore. She had sang with him, and that was enough. She was right with how it would feel, and if the harmonies were correct. Then after that night, she decided she didn't need to sing anymore. So she decided she didn't want to sing anymore? After that night. After what night? The night she sang with him. Who did she sing with? this friend can you do a body scan on Cheyenne and let me know if you find anything yes let me know as you're doing it. Multiple places. Two main. Most severe. Storm. She's not as sick as she was. But it's still not gone. What caused it? Lifetimes of abuse. Collective. The abuse from this life she never told anybody about. Can you 
Let me heal that for her. It's not as simple. It's ancestral. It's passed down. You have the power to do anything. She needs to know it's ancestral. It's not her fault. She doesn't blame herself. Yet the voices of others condemning her still haunts her. Everyone telling her it was her fault. He built up inside, manifested into the physical. She's aware. She's been fighting. Almost two years. She confided in the wrong people to help her to see her to keep her safe. Can you heal the trauma in her world? right now yes I know she'll be very appreciative of that what did she come here to do she's a messenger She delivers the seeds to those who do not seek and do. There are those that have come to hold the 3D in place and they're meant to be the way they are. The problem is they were supposed to work their role in purity in line with the divine. And the souls that do not know are open to infiltration used against their will for the wrong things in which they even came here to do. She sees 
painful. It's very lonely. She doesn't like knowing the truth. That's why she wants to be a safe space. She doesn't want them to feel like her. Nor does she internalize it and shut off. It's like the poem said, live the poisoned pain like every trip is one of passion and the rest of it was to tell her to keep going don't give up there truly is a plan in place for not only her but everyone but not everyone comes to wake up disinformation on purpose to confuse when you see through the illusion it feels like you're standing on your own but you actually have divinity behind you above you beside you below you you have the people that are awake collectively united with the right knowledge but they can be infiltrated that's her fear when she channels she always wants to make sure it's from the heart how do we prevent infiltration your heart is the key it's also food it's the energy source it's the battery pack it's the way that you lead if you lead with compassion you have empathy for others no matter where they are on their journey you cannot be infiltrated if your heart is open and full if you consistently audit is this mine is this yours where does this come from why am I receiving and you check your vibration and if your vibration is low you must accept the possibility of an infiltrated abstract thought none of the thoughts are yours they are sent to you so if you are sad 
If you are depressed, if your heart is closed, if you judge, if you're condemning, if you're in a constant state of fear and survival, that's where the infiltration can come in. The heart is the key and by following your heart, your purity reigns through. And not only are you able to receive from the all or the divine, but you are also able to give it out. It's the oldest battle. Light versus dark. Light meaning love. But you're forgetting. The darkness is just void of love. And at one time, they were love and they had love. So you must go back to when the darkness was the light. And you understand the phrase, you cannot fight fire with fire. But love, everybody needs love. It doesn't have to be a big act. It can just be by being nice and kind and courteous and seeing one another for not only the humanity and then that we all share, but the connectedness of all of our souls that have come from the same place. Again, one love, one heart. Darkness is void of love. They're scared, they're jaded. They're taken over by all the lower vibrations, but they are not without, for lack of a better term, repenting in their actions. There is a way for the darkness that wants to take over to come back home too and that's what they don't want you to know the division the division of the all it perpetuates the bad karma it prolongs union and all for many reasons. We all have our agenda, but the purest hearts are the ones 
who tend to suffer more because they are not calloused over like the dark. There is no barrier. They feel it all. That's where the depression and the anxiety and the cyclical suffering happens. But they have to go back to their heart and they have to find what covered their heart and they have to forgive themselves, forgive others, love thy neighbor, so to speak. And you have to go in and ask yourself, who made you think you were so unworthy? Who made you think you were so unloved? Because it wasn't you. There was a time where you did love you. And you have to go back and retrieve it. Add it to the puzzle. Because it must be complete. You are a piece of all. Every soul is a piece of the original creation. Creation loved you enough to give you free will. And then karma comes into play. The balance of good and bad or good and evil get to play out in the acts of humanity and what they chose with their free will. And then it was used against them to stay away from home. If you are unworthy, of going home, would you actually ever return home? And if you can't return home, and you forget, then as they say, those who forget the past are condemned to repeat it but is now condemnation from the God you've been told. It is the condemnation of yourself to yourself. And that can be lifted, but you must do the work. That's what the vessel is for to do the work. Is that how we release ourselves from karma by doing the work?
karma is good and bad. As Dolores would tell you, good karma you need because it continues consciousness. It continues life. Bad karma, I will not say you need. But in the description of soul evolution and life lesson, you must experience directly what is perceived on a human level as good or bad to know the difference between right and wrong. They're both for your evolution. So if you believe that you have done something that will keep you in the cycle of bad karma, if you have hurt someone you love, you must first forgive yourself for knowing and not knowing any better. You must find the reason of why you acted out in the beginning. And with true understanding, there is no emotion. You release yourself from the suffering and you do not do it again. If you know better and you continue to do the wrong thing, that is the perpetuation of bad karma. That is what keeps the reincarnation in position. You can release yourself, but it is with the work that you speak of. It is with the awareness of not only the good in you, the God in you, but the shadow and the devil of you as well. You have chosen in what has been done to you. You have made that the reason to go hurt others, even subconsciously. She likes to say, what happened to you is not your fault, but the healing is your responsibility. So you do not pay for others' karma against you, but you do release yourself from being their victim and seeing why it had to happen that way. Release the blame, the shame, all of the things that hold you down in this hole of this problem. If you are the villain in the story, 
confront yourself ask your shadow why it will have a vile response at first it is void of love it was abandoned it was scared it acted out on low vibrations its power came from a darker abyss but underneath the darkness there's light and from darkness came light so it's all one you can release but you must understand why you did and never do it again that's how you complete the cycle that's how you release yourself thank you were you able to complete the healing in her womb? There's a spot left ancestral that we talked about earlier. She will get help with this. It is not a curse per se, but it is a joint effort from a soul contract to release it from further generations. Just a spot, nothing to activate. She is aware that it's still there and she nurtures herself so it does not grow and she does not die almost looks as if she was pierced it's a wound from a from a last death but it's still ancestral will the doctors be able to help her with this they can monitor from their limited perspective they cannot cure her this is not a wound of the physical 
It is a wound of the spiritual. She will seek medicine far away from where she lives. And they will educate her on the spiritual entanglement. In the meantime, she must be safe. She will be supported. She will not die from this. Even though sometimes she thinks it's her undoing, she will not die from this. How do you create a soul contract? Creating a soul contract You are the creator of your own soul evolution While you are in between Incarnating You come back up to us There are what you call life reviews. It's what you see in your head before you die. But we pull from the Akashic. We evaluate all your lives before this, all of your debt, the karma that is still prevalent in the collective. It is more than just your soul contract because you have a duty to the collective energy of the Creator. So it's itemized into what life lessons, what roles, where you're going to incarnate, it doesn't always have to be Earth. If you choose Earth, you choose what troll you will be, who will be your parents, if you'll be somebody else's parents, what jobs you will seek as far as your path but there is always free will. You can choose how you die. You can choose diseases to fight. You can choose your soulmates. You can choose your friends. It's a rough outline when you have your cosmic memory. And then when you are incarnated, you do not go in with the knowing of your contract. 
you must awaken to it again through the feelings and the vibrations that you learn along the way. If you say Earth is a school, you would be correct. But you should also understand that Earth has been infiltrated to make it harder to leave. There are long breaks when the souls come back from Earth. They try not to incarnate for a while, at least back on Earth. They go to other sister planets that are more harmonious and put into the place the way that the proper collective dreams that the Earth should be. But you have chosen your path, put your free will and things out of your control and things within your control can take you off the path. It's like Pinocchio. You're going to school. You're going to school. And you get taken off this path because they paint you this dream, they paint you this world, they paint you this distraction. And Jiminy is there. Your conscience is always there. But if you choose to give into the illusions and delusions of the world, then that is the reality you chose. But your conscience is always there. And if you have blocked it out, it will not go away, but it will be very small. And you will have to work to get it back. You have to be like a child all over again, no matter what age you are, listening to your intuition and auditing what frequency you are vibrating on to receive the proper information. That's great. Thank you. She did ask, what am I here to learn? So many things. The ultimate thing I can tell you is love. She radiates unconditional, but in order to understand and appreciate unconditional, she must learn conditional and all of the other formats of love that she has come up to experience in her life. 
creator is not attached to the outcome of your free will. Creator loved you enough to give you the choice of free will. So if you make a bad decision, it hurts you and of course the Creator does not want that for you. But it's a lesson. And you get to go home and understand that love and loneliness are the two dualities that still connect all of us. The shame and feeling lonely when you are in a group of people. Yet the love of the Creator that is always there. It's you who pulls yourself away. But love, among all the other things, is the greatest thing she came here for. The true, true love of the unconditional. And not only does she radiate it, but she unites with it. Comes to her as a final scene. Almost like a storybook. The things she is learning now only propel her further. The more she opens her mind, opens our heart and connects them both. More illusions fall away. More pain comes, but it is temporary. And it's a flow state. Again, it goes back to the poem, live the poison pain. as if every is one of passion. It all goes back to love, just the truest form. What is the best way for her to balance her purpose in life and enjoy her human experience? She has a post-it on her desk. She reads it often. Don't forget to dance in the illusion, for that is part of your human experience. Be captivated, even if for the moment you might be dancing with the devil. You will go away. The idols and the anti-idols are there on purpose. If it was all light, nobody would learn anything. It's like the love would be taken for granted because it's always there and you don't have to work for it or fight for it. 
But fighting for love is fighting for your true self. Who you came to be. So yes, there's a balance. But the struggle and the imbalance shows the appreciation. And it leads you to the gratitude. And it makes you stop and realize how big a piece you play individually, but how small you really are at the end. It's the ego that does not want to be small, but it is the love that has to be big. Appreciating the wind on your face, even though you cannot see it, you know it is there. Touching the ground and understanding that you came from the ground. Your body is made from all of Earth's components and your soul from the sky infused together with your vessel that's made from the Earth. It's a balance, it's a dance, it's a roller coaster, it's the waves. Smooth Seas never made a good captain, is what one of our new favorite songs is. And it's true. It all comes back to hard times make you want to receive the good times. And it all comes back to love, leading with love. What are twin flames? To say two halves of the same soul does not explain it enough. So, creation in the beginning was whole. And as it shot down like millions of shooting stars into the cosmos, creating consciousness in its own individual formats. Those souls decided to split off and experience the universe as masculine and feminine split from their original polarities. It's a way for the one individual soul to ascend faster. They are not whole, although they are whole in themselves. 
So they always have a pull to come together and unite because that was their original state. It's been a long time from creation. A lot have come in this time because it's time for the love to be exposed, to set an example that the conditional love of the world is not the true love that created and reigns over all. When they come together, they radiate unconditional love at one of the most powerful frequencies. It scares the bodies because they've only been taught conditional love. 21soulsplit yearning to come back together lifetime after lifetime if one incarnates and one does not they help from the spirit world if one ascends, It will provoke the other against free will on a soul level. They have no choice to ascend. The recognition will be known in the physical because it is time. It is time for the true love to reign. and break the illusion of the conditions and the attachments. What are the best ways to protect herself from negative energies and psychic attacks? The constant audits are appropriate. The awareness is key. Checking in, checking your heart. If your heart is closed, asking why. Why did I close my heart? Am I protecting myself? Why must I protect myself from others? Knowing you are not alone. And reminding yourself every step of the way, good or bad, you are not alone. You are loved. You are so worthy. of this existence, of this lesson, of this peace, leading with love keeps your channel open. Just like the crown filters for the third eye, 
If the crown is closed, the third eye can be infiltrated. So if fear arises, you must ask yourself, where did this fear come from? But if your heart is open, your intentions are pure. You have nothing to fear because you know that you walk with divinity all around you. She asked, how can I consciously boost my immunity? She blesses her water. She blesses her food. Not in the name of her, but in the name of the Creator. Consciously, she must affirm. When she feels bad, she must affirm it will pass. I am healing. I am healing. I am healing. The mind will trickle down the body. It takes time to train new pathways of healing. So give grace and gratitude to the healing process as a whole. Do not say the end result is when I will be happy in my healing. Give thanks for the lessons and the struggles and the healing can come more. Devote your intention and your purity to the belief and the immunity that was given to you by Creator. And know that everything you go through truly is for you, all of you, not just this incarnation. What is the origin of the discomfort in her lower back area, her shoulders, neck, and what's the best way for her to heal these? Energy blockages she takes on. As a channeler, many things can come through you, not only through your third eye, but through your body. The blockages that remain in herself, they could easily be inflamed by visitors. Whether unconscious or conscious attacks, they latch. They are signaling her to heal them. And if she cannot heal them on herself, we guide her to who can help her. Nothing detrimental. Just using the body the way that it should be. Signaling the parts of your brain and the parts of your body to again bring back the awareness so you can heal. If you do not have the proper information or the awareness, 
then you can never heal. Nothing detrimental. All can be healed. asked how many lifetimes she's had. To say thousands would be an understatement. To say many would not, not be revealing enough. To say she's an old soul, old soul, would be correct. She asked if she has been a dog in one or more past lives. Yes, more than one. Can you show her the life and the feeling? Yes. Do all dogs go to heaven? Yes. Where do souls go after death? There is a place she refers to as the in-between. She's visited astrally. So that's the place they go. It has multiple facets and she's visited several parts. But it's the in-between because it's the waiting. It's where you make your soul contracts. It's where you do your life reviews. It's where you reconnect with others from past lives you've incarnated in. It's where you get all of your memories and all of your lives back. And you're able, for the time being, to operate at your fullest capacity in the in-between. What happens to your soul after you kill yourself? It's as if you were supposed to go to school for a full day and you came back early against your parents' will and did not tell them The parents will not be disappointed, but they will feel a hurt in their heart for why you did not follow through on what you said you went to do. 
You do not go to hell. You will have to repay the time that you did not commit back. But you are nurtured more than ever when you decide to leave the soul contract early. You are shown the light. If you do not walk in, that is where you get stuck in a dimension. That is where you can start to turn. You are supposed to walk into the light and come to us. But even after death, your consciousness has a choice in free will of staying attached to worldly things and floating in the ether or walking into the light and going back to the all. And in the all, the process begins to unravel the understanding of why you felt it was necessary to leave sooner than what you went for. Can you explain how channeling works? Channeling is like intuition. Even though channeling is a a frequency you can match up with. It's a thought that feels like a bubble that pushes to the forefront of your head. And not that it ever takes your free will by any means because you are coherent in channeling. But it is a linking up of frequencies. Your body is an energy port and an energy source. So all of the frequencies are attainable and you can link up, so to speak. In a way, telephone lines and Wi-Fi are a physical representation of how channeling can work in the human minds. Skepticism and doubt will break a channel. Fear will break a channel. But you must audit the channel. You must make sure all eyes are open. The crown is open. The crown filters the messages for the channel. And if it is not open, that's when the channel can get blurry. Can you explain how elevating your frequency works? Many ways. Eat food from Mother Earth. Research the things that slide through your vessel and do not cling to you.
Anything that clings to you would be a blockage and a breeding ground for ailments to slow you down and blockages not only for your vessel but for your frequency to connect. Meditation is communing with the divine, the peace of the divine that is in you. you explain time being an illusion? Earth is locked in linear time for a reason. I cannot speak on who placed it. I can tell you modern science is proving that past, present, future is happening all at the same time. Timelines, multiverse, Parallel universes, bizarro scenarios. Linear, linear is on earth for the physical experience. Infinity time is for the astral and spiritual body. They both work in tandem. But time is a human construct. Whether it is made to enslave or not, not up for discussion. Just know that there's more than linear out there. And you choose your timelines, whether the linear exists or not. What is light language? Light languages from higher dimensions, higher consciousness. It's the lightest language, not just light as in a bright divine source connecting with you. But it's also light and weight can get through the ether, it can break through the darkness, there is no density to this language, English has a density, and it's in the breath you can tell, but light language is higher. You are able to connect. She asked, how do I connect with spirit guides and what blocks my connection? Limiting yourself blocks. Having the knowing, which we agree is painful, is still limiting and lowers your vibration away from us. We cannot come down 
to a certain point. So it's up to you to raise your frequency and elevate your vibration. And then we can connect. We are always here. So do not limit. And do not feel shame or blame for the things in your life that you cannot control. Faith will also elevate you. And surrendering will skyrocket you. How do we heal our divine feminine energy body and physical body? As always, awareness is key. Showing her she's safe in the spirit and in the physical. Nurturing one's vessel is key. What is stopping her from accepting all of her gifts? Breaking attachments that she knows will be broken. And losing all the ones she loves to step into her full power. She holds back because the love she has for others. She understands this is the last time they'll all be together this way. So she holds on to every moment with them. And even though denying her full potential, she just asks for one more moment with them. So when she goes away, they understand that she loved them more than they could comprehend the whole time. It will pass. How to balance the divine masculine and divine feminine union in herself. Taking note of how you feel and where you're operating from shows you the imbalance in yourself, but also asking questions of why you're operating out of this polarity more than the other or more than the balanced it's truly a constant audit union in yourself takes time self-love loving yourself like you love others giving back to your heart space digging deep finding the root and the ruts and understanding that all of us want to be unified.
She asked, can you explain her memory problems, why she can't remember certain experiences, and will she be able to retrieve lost memories? She did it to herself as a form of protection. Others, she did it because when she came to the realization of what she had done, she felt such shame and she disassociated. She was scared even if she came to those she loved with the error of her ways, their judgment, resentment, and condemnation would be the end of her. So not only her, but we have blocked these out. Yes, she can retrieve them, but it's a very deep journey. She needs to be safe when she goes. She cannot go alone to these facilities and she waits because she knows she needs a masculine to protect her. Can you explain inner earth, new earth and ascension? Buddhist text will teach you ascension. Gnostic texts will teach you enlightenment. New Earth is getting more complicated. It's all about energy, frequency, and vibration. any advice for humanity today? Yes. the advice you have for humanity. It's all love in the end. It's hard to hear with cynical minds and jaded hearts. But if you go back to where you remember when you were loved properly, and how you are loved. You can carry that spark through any any dark valley. When you ignite the spark in yourself, that's when you are connected to the all and the humanity around you. One cannot do everything on their own, but they are powerful together.
And the collective must rise, not in a form of war, but in a form of love. One love. This is the Hoosier Media Network, your home for podcasting.